This is your daily real estate syndication show, and I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today is a highlight show that's packed with value from different guests around a specific topic. Don't forget to like and subscribe, but also go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up to start investing in real estate today. I hope you enjoy the show. Our guest is Robert Martinez. Thanks for being on the show, Robert. Hey, Whitney, thanks for having me on your show and congratulations on all your success. Thank you. You as well. You as well. Reading your bio and talking to you already is very impressive what you've accomplished. And I'm honored to have you on the show. But a little about Robert. He's CEO of Rockstar Capital, an investment and multifamily property management firm specializing in the acquisition and management of value-add opportunities in Texas. Currently, the portfolio consists of 3,699 units across 21 communities. As the CEO and founder, he directs the investment strategy, sources the investment capital, and secures the appropriate financing. Since 2000. 2011, his company is one of the most decorated property management companies in Texas with 17 city, state, and national apartment association awards and top-rated status by apartmentratings.com for their portfolio from 2015 to 2018. Their communities ranked in the top 1% nationally for online resident satisfaction. And his awards and stuff go on and on. I mean, Robert, just grateful to have somebody at your level and that's done all this and performing at this level, you know, on the show. And, and I know you're going to bring lots of value to the listeners and, and expose a lot of people to who you all are as well. But tell the listeners a little more about where you're located and what your focus is right now. Right. So I own a company called Rockstar Capital Management. Uh, we're located in Houston, Texas, and we buy a variety of deals. We only focus on multifamily. So class A, class B, class C. I am an owner operator. And what does that mean is that I manage my own assets. I've been involved in uh, multifamily real estate since 2007. I got my education through a local real estate club here in Houston. I grew uh, my awareness and education that way. I was the COO of a previous company before, and then in 2011, founded Rockstar Capital Management. Uh, As you mentioned, we've grown on. When you're an independent owner, you're very passionate. You're very passionate, and you wear your heart on your sleeve, You know, which means I'm very competitive. And if anything is wrong with my properties, it's my fault. No one else's fault because I allow it to occur. I believe it's just, you know, the whole concept of, uh, you know, necessity is a mother of invention, right? If it hurts enough, you'll do something about it. If it doesn't, then you won't. And uh, I don't like to hurt. I don't like criticism or ridicule. I want everything to be the best that it can be. With that, I think that's what's fueled our growth. We've only grown in the last recent years. You know, In 2011, I bought one deal. In 2012, I bought one deal. In 2013, I bought one deal. We started winning awards. And I realized, you know, we've got a little formula here. We've got a good secret sauce. And I've got some really good thoroughbreds in the stable. Why don't we, you know, that are winning these awards with me, right? Because it's a team sport. Real estate is a team sport. You cannot do it all by yourself because I'm not the one who has to go out there in the middle of the night when something's not working. That's who needs someone else. But why are they going to go out there? Are they going out there out of fear? Are they going out there out of love? Are they going out there because they don't want to let you down? So I take a personal interest in each of my staff. I find out who they are. I get their situation and I try to help them and I operate under the concept of if I help them, they're going to help me. And it's worked really, really well. And so in 2014, that was the first we started buying more than just one deal a year. We bought actually four, but they were smaller, right? In the 100 unit, the 150 unit range. And that's great, but you don't get all the economies of scale. I was buying those small deals because I felt that if I had one manager in the office, then they're that much closer to the resident. There's no one in between. There's not an assistant manager. There's nobody else. So if something is said, if you have the right person in the chair, she's going to act on it. She can help the resident meet their needs. But I realized, though, that as as you grow, you need to have a bigger budget. A budget fixes everything. You don't have an expense problem. I follow Grant Cardone a lot. 
And I was actually on his show last year and the video went viral. I had my two boys with me who are now 13 and 11, last August, 2018. And one of the things that he mentioned to me is that bigger is better. And it took me a little while to understand that concept, but it is. When you have more budget, you can do more. You don't have an expense problem. You have an income problem. So generate more income, right? You can have more budget to have better marketing. You can have more budget to have a better quality staff. And so as we grew our company, we started buying bigger deals and a little bit. So instead of buying four smaller deals, we buy two bigger deals. And then next, you know, it's three bigger deals. And so we've grown out of 21 communities across Texas. Recently, we just expanded outside of Houston and going down to South Texas and in the Corpus Christi area. And we're doing really well there. It's very exciting. Uh, we're building a brand. We use a lot of video to tell our story. And, you know, because nobody shows up on a Saturday morning to look for apartments. They do all their research during the week. And they find you on the different reputation sites, Google, Facebook, apartmentratings.com, Yelp. And you've got to make sure that you're represented the way you want to be represented. Otherwise, because if you don't, who's leaving you reviews? People that are angry with you. And why are they angry with you? Because they're being evicted or because you don't, they don't want to follow community policies or community directives, right? And so you've got to go and drown out the noise. And so, you know, we realize that, wait, every time somebody renews, aren't they happy? Yeah. Every time somebody moves in, aren't they happy? So why are we asking for a review? Why are we letting the haters dictate our reputation? So we've gotten very good at reputation management. As I mentioned earlier, when you and I were probably speaking, you know, I've got four properties that are ranked in the top 1% of all communities in the country. That's 101,000 communities in the United States. I've got four that are ranked in the top 1% of only 21 properties. So we put a lot of effort on our brand and our reputation, and it's very important to us. But again, I said, I'm a very emotional guy, right? I wear my emotions on my sleeve, my heart on my sleeve. It's a representation of who I am. So I want it to be the best that it can be. Love it. That's awesome. I want it to be the best that we can be. And and yeah, I love that. And so I wanted to back up a little bit and talk about, you know, when did you decide to self-manage? When was that? Was it on the first property or was it, you know, two or three properties into it? How did you determine that? You know, I've got a strong sales background. I went to Texas A&M. I have an engineering degree, but, you know, I wasn't one of those 4.0 guys that you hire and you put like in a think tank. I was going to be the kind of soul of the think tank, right? It sold you the concept and the value add and the benefit cost analysis. And so when I got into real estate, I recognized, man, this is just like what I used to do, but actually a lot easier. Because if I could sell a $100,000 piece of equipment to a guy with a PhD and explain to him the cost benefit analysis, then I could certainly lease a $500 apartment to a guy making $35,000 a year. And so very quickly, I recognized that I could do this. And, you know, it's very hard for me to give my money to somebody when I think I can do that too. And so I walked away from my day job. I was making six figures and I realized that the opportunity for me was in real estate. And so I dove right in and I put $200,000 in my first deal. You know, I syndicated that deal with, with some other people and I took care of it and I guarded it with my life as what I did. And I think that if you will find out very quickly who you are when your money's on the table. And so I'm very big of having skin in the game and I don't, there's nothing wrong with third party property management companies. It's just not for me because unless they have skin in the game, and they don't feel my pain. They don't understand we got to win at all costs. We got to make sure that they make a decision. Like right now, I walked two properties this morning. These are my historical, my legacy properties that I bought in 2010, 2011. And there's a couple of small little things that are being, we're talking about on how to protect our history and our legacy moving forward. Even though occupancy is at 96% and we're getting rents, I still want to invest in it, right? Well, I want to be involved in those conversations. I want to be able to make a decision right there on the spot. And we made it say, hey, go, go get a quote on that. And let's see if we can work that in the budget for January. You know, even though we're doing really well, we want to continue to do well. So you got to keep investing in your properties. How does that happen if you're doing it with a third party? You don't get to act on the spot. 
you don't get to make those reactions. You're a big giant battleship, right? And you're like, I want to turn left. You want to try to turn left, but you can't. When you operate independent owner operator, you can make those decisions right there on the spot. Policy becomes off of this conversation. You and I have a conversation right now. You give me an idea or something tomorrow it becomes policy for us and we implement it. And I think that's the key to a lot of our success, you know, and that success, you know, uh, has generated 12, 100% cash out refinances where I literally buy a property and within a 36 to 48 month period, now through cash flow and through a giant cash refinance event, you're getting all your money back. We've done that 12 times. That's pretty good. And so over a 10 year period, we're probably looking at a three X, if not a higher return for our investors. And we know we've got about 91 million in investor capital that I take care of. So I take it very serious. I take it very personal. You know, my mom's in those deals, my other family's in the deals. And I got to know that I, I go to bed at night with a clean conscience, knowing that I did all I could today to bring value. Nice. And so I know, you know, being able to do this, you know, your team is so important and you elaborate on that a little bit. And you talked about, you know, the personal interest that you take in each staff member. And tell me about how you've built this team to operate, you know, at this level and how you do take that personal touch. It's a credit I get to my father. My father works for a company called Whataburger, which is a fast food retail chain. And it just seemed like his stories always did better than everybody else's. And I didn't know at the time, because I was in my own little life. I was a kid. He was always on the phone. There was no cell phone back then. So he's, in the, he's on the house phone or he's on his beeper and I was giving him calls. And I would hear him talk to people. And I think some of that just kind of stuck in me. But this is a people game, you know. And if you find out what makes you tick and what your hearts and your goal, your desires are, and I make them important to me, and I help you achieve them, chances are you're going to want to help me achieve my goals, right? Because I think people generally want to help other people out. They just don't know how. Well, here you are. If I help you out, you're going to ask me how to help me out. You know, I don't expect you to work hard every day. You shouldn't work as hard as me. I'm the owner. But how do I, how will you? How do you take that extra effort? If I've gone and I've helped you, if I've gone and I've done things that make your life easier, to help you get your goals, I think there's a great chance that you're going to help me. It doesn't always work out, but that you're going to want to help me get my goals. You know, and I think so we play in a team atmosphere here. I'm not going to go into the jungle by myself. I want to go in there with holding hands with a bunch of people because there's a better chance of me getting out alive, right, if I have a bunch of people with me. Are you about to start a podcast or producing a podcast and tired of doing the editing yourself? We have produced over 1,000 daily shows and the production team that I've created They're now available to produce shows for you as well. We can do as little or as much as you need from finding and communicating with guests, preparing introductions, to editing the audio and video. You will sound better, have a more professional presence, and be able to spend your time doing other valuable tasks on your business. Let me know you're interested by emailing me directly at Whitney at LifeBridgeCapital.com. Our guest is Bruce Willett. Thanks for being on the show, Bruce. Thank you for having me on your show, Whitney. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, I, I, we're honored to have you here. And a little about Bruce. He's the founder and current owner of Bakerson. Growing up in the bakery business in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Bruce wanted to pay homage to his now late father, hence the name Bakerson. 
He has a proven track record of success throughout Bakerson's 16 years in business with thousands of individual units bought, repositioned, and sold. Has overseen all aspects of the business, including operations, acquisition, equity, fund management, legal, finance, and more. His focus is finding good deals while his passion is serving the residents by providing them with one of their basic human needs, which is shelter. So, Bruce, thank you again you know, for your time this morning. Give the listeners a little more about your background and and I know you wanted to, you know, make sure and elaborate on the the name Bakerson and and tell them about that. And then, you know, let's dive into this business and, you know, you're all specialty. Sure. I got into real estate and tax deed foreclosures 2001. And in 2002, I wanted to find a different way to buy properties. And so we ended up door knocking the old fashioned way and, and finding properties that way. And I needed a name for my business. And I remember I was driving south on Highway 51 when the name came to me. And, and I said, oh, you know, I grew up in a bakery. I'm, be a, I'm a baker's son. And so then uh, at that time, my dad was uh, suffering from cancer. So when I, when I mentioned it to him, he, he thought it was really, really neat. And he was pretty touched by the fact that we named the business. When I say we, I had a business partner, Jack Martin at the time, who's still a very good friend. We went different ways in three years ago, but his dad also worked in the bakery business and he worked for my grandfather in the Woolett Bakery in, in Minneapolis, which is still in business. So yeah, we paid homage to my, to my father and, and his father is just a, it's out of respect, and we really like the name Bakerson, and it means something special to us. Nice. So, but now give us a little bit about what Bakerson's doing now, you know, what your all's business is, and, and then let's jump in. Absolutely. So, our current business is focusing on uh, workforce or Class C housing. And when I say workforce, we focus on the self paying residents, the ones that have jobs, they have decent credit, you know, maybe not perfect, but they're, um, what I say is our focus is the permanent renter one who may never own a home and would like to live in one and treating each resident with the dignity they deserve. And currently our assets are in Tucson. We have three buildings there. We've been selling some during this hot market cycle. And we're also finding, still finding a good deal here and there. Well, we found one recently after about 30 to 40 offers in the last 15 months where we've got one in escrow to purchase in Tucson um, as we speak. So it's been a little bit tough, but it's a good time to sell too. So we've been in assets. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess give us the, uh, I know you talked about Class C properties and give us the typical asset that you all are looking for, or maybe your buying criteria. Okay. Our, um, yeah, we own a 75 unit and up. The largest that we've had is 120. Uh, current assets are 74, 75, and 107. And then, so the, we really like the heavy lifting. The 74 unit that we have, it was 50% occupied when we bought it. We brought it to to 20 or 75% vacant and repositioned it and brought it back up. So we're not afraid of the heavy, heavy lifting. And to know during that time, there's no cash flow. You know, we syndicate. So the investors fund our dreams for us alongside of us. Um, as I like to say, they club with us. So that's the heavier the lift, the better. But we're having a hard time finding those nearly abandoned buildings because the market as it is, as you know, has sucked up most of those, those assets. So that's a great topic. Yeah. Let's, let's jump into that. Uh, so can we elaborate on that property that went 50% occupied or, you know, if it was 50% when, when you all purchased it, maybe let's give us some details about that property and, and let's kind of walk through what you all did. Absolutely. So this was run by a local slumlord and she ran the property very, very poorly and was cannibalizing units, taking refrigerators from one unit and put it together and and eventually she ran out of inventory. You know, you can only take from yourself so long and you run out of inventory. So um, she was in a downward spiral. The other issue we had with that property when we bought it was the chiller system was aging and there was water leakage underground. And we could tell 
because when you, if you know chiller systems, I don't want to get too granular, but there's a meter that if the meter is moving, there's a water leak. It's a sealed system. Well, it was moving slowly. And so we were, we were concerned about that during our due diligence. So we said, hey, let's go, let's go look at that one again. Look at the, the chiller system, kind of analyze it, figure out what's going on. And when we were there, the on-site manager was repairing 17 feet of underground pipe under two units and said that the pipe had burst underground. And when we looked at it, we seen that when you when you break when a pipe is broken and you patch it, wherever you patch it's going to break again and again and again. And you're chasing this this issue and you'll never resolve it. And so we said, okay, we got to replace the whole piping system. And so we went in for a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar seller credit, which uh, she agreed to because it was this property was a, a sinkhole for her and she was running out of options. And so we ended up replumbing the chiller system on the exterior of the building, underneath the walkways. And it looks modern and it's looked, turned out really nice because to go underground would have been nearly cost prohibitive to re, repipe it underground. And so that was our value add there, as well as the units themselves were pretty rough. So we stripped many of them down to the studs, new drywall, new cabinets, new flooring, new plumbing fixtures. And in our properties, we do like to do low flow toilets. So we, that's another thing for water usage. And I don't know how far you want to get into that, but yeah, well, let's, let's back up just a little bit. And, and like, how, how did you find this property? This was through a broker, a local broker in, in Tucson said, hey, we've, I found the perfect property for you guys. So it was a local broker. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day.